there's a place for everybody, meaning no matter how niche you think your topic is or your interest, yeah. it will be on TikTok. You can't fool the people out there anymore. You don't really just scroll through TikTok, you're fully immersed in it. Yeah. And that's why people love spending time on the platform every single day. Is TikTok evolving into a search platform? Community is at the heart of the platform, yeah. so everybody's the community. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the e-commerce Germany news podcast. And today I'm delighted to introduce to you my amazing guest, Sarah Aldujali, head of brand partnerships at TikTok, responsible for e-commerce marketplaces and retail for the DAH region. Sarah and I will delve into an exciting world of possibilities at TikTok and answer two important questions. How can brands that are already active on TikTok be more successful? And how can SMBs, for the first time, get started with TikTok with practical tips from an expert? Sarah, welcome to the show. Very nice to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Sarah and I have been at TikTok for three years now in October. And uh, previously I worked at a big e-commerce company in Germany and previous to that for a big fashion brand here in Germany. So it's definitely been a wild experience, a very interesting uh, experience being at TikTok for three years. And um, I lead the marketplace retail um, e-commerce uh, teams. So. Um, it's very interesting to see how we've evolved over the last three years. How big is the team that you're managing? So uh, total uh, would be about 40 people, which yeah. is uh, quite a lot of people, but we also take care of a lot of clients. So we want to provide, you know, the uh, support to them. And yeah, so about 40 people total. Well, you seem to have a very busy job and we appreciate you being here and uh, telling us a little bit about TikTok and your journey there. So you've said you've been there for about three years. Yes. How did you come to the idea of working at TikTok. Were you a TikTok user before? Yes, I had some experience in uh, doing of the first campaigns that went live in Germany when I was still on the brand side. Yeah. And it was fascinating to me because I thought the platform was so unique and different. Um, and it just really sparked my interest. And then yeah. uh, we started building teams here and recruiting for the Dach market. Yeah. And I just knew I really wanted to be part of that journey. And here I am and I'm still here three years. And it's, um, it's been fascinating to work with so many great, talented people. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering, um, throughout these three years, there's also been an immense evolution of the platform, right? So that you, yeah. you, I've been a TikTok user for four years or maybe even a bit longer than that. And um, years ago, when I first got onto the platform, my wife was telling me like, hey, Effe, what are you doing on this platform with like 14-year-old kids, you know? Like, you're, you're an adult, you know? So that was like a funny little anecdote we had. But, but then again, I, I knew that it's booming, you know? I, it, the download numbers, like the, the platform was booming. And um, so that being said, now we, we see that TikTok is like really, influential for many brands. It's, it's almost as a, um, like it's an essential platform for all the brands to succeed and reach their target audiences, right? right. How do you see this uh, evolution? Yeah, it's definitely been uh, an evolution because like you said, when we started, it was mainly known as an awareness platform and maybe something for a younger yeah. audience group. And now, you know, over the last three years, we've 
matured and grown as a platform along with our clients really and our community because it's um, now, like you said, it's um, if we speak about demographics, it's actually a very mainstream demographic and it isn't just for the younger audience. So the audience above 25 is growing really quickly. So it's, it's no longer a place for, you know, just part of the community, it's a place for everybody, really. Yeah. And also in terms of objectives, if you think about it, the, the way we've evolved is it's a full final, final platform today, and meaning you can reach all of your goals, right? Whether it's uh, branding, whether it's um, performance, it, it is matured as a platform to any objective or strategy that you could have as a business. Yeah. And that's definitely different from three years ago. Yeah. yeah. I would say so as well from what I observe. Uh, more and more brands, uh, you see them commenting under organic posts, you, you see them engaging like they're really, and also the platform itself comes with its own authenticity, right? So it's, it's none of the content that I'm seeing personally is like a copy of what these brands are posting elsewhere. It's like very unique content dedicated to TikTok because otherwise it wouldn't perform well, right? Yeah. The, the, the whole idea is to entertain is what, what I observe, right? So entertainment is quite quite high on the priority list. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's an important point because we're actually not a social platform, yeah. but we're an entertainment platform. And that means that the way people come and show up, the community comes to be entertained and yeah. they're in a discovery mindset, which means they're curious, right? They want to be inspired, they want to learn. And that's a different type of... Um, behavior on the platform because you don't really just scroll through TikTok, you're fully immersed in it. Yeah. And that's why people love spending time on the platform every single day. And yeah. um, the, the content is unique because it's relevant to you and it doesn't, sometimes we also uh, get questions from brands, right? Do I need to have a lot of followers? And we say, it's actually all about the content that you post because the algorithm will show you the content that's relevant to you regardless of how many followers yeah, that person has. So it's actually no surprise that there, that are, there are content creators out there that have one or two videos and they go viral because the content is yes. so funny. Um, there was this lady that asked everyone, like, can we stop posting videos of uh, something? And then all the other things, that, it's called Stitch, like when you add your video uh, yes. to the others. And it was like this humongous video at the end, like all these people interacting with the original content. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I personally think it's really bringing different subcultures together in, in one platform. Um, there, there are pigeonholes that you can really get into that are like all kinds of, there, there's a little bit of everything from uh, different varieties, yeah? Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting observation because it's like you said, community is at the heart of the platform. Yeah. So everybody's the community. It isn't only, you know, certain uh, creators with a lot of followers. Um, it is everybody and it's, the platform is fueled by that community because a lot of times something will come up like a trend, yeah. right? And it's created by the community that's different and that's also changed maybe the way that brands interact because previously and um, back in the day it was mainly, you know, following maybe a marketing calendar or the brands would say, yeah. this is important to us, we should um, put this on a platform. But today it is on TikTok, we've revolutionized maybe a little bit how that is working the dialogue between brands and community yeah. is on eye level, if not even driven by the community first. And culture is an important part because TikTok is also about culture. And like you said, there's a place for everybody, meaning no matter how niche you think your topic is or your interest, yeah. it will be on TikTok. So 
sometimes we have, um, you know, you'd be surprised. Brands sometimes assume, oh, I have a certain product that's very niche and, yeah. or a message that's very niche and it wouldn't resonate with a wider crowd. But the truth is on TikTok, it does because there's, like you said, a lot of subcultures and it's um, a whole variety of culture. And I think that makes it unique. Um, and in many ways, if you think about uh, as a brand, you sometimes think you have a, a product category that's successful. Let's say you're a retailer and, or an uh, e-commerce retailer and you have maybe fashion and beauty and home supplies and you just assume, oh, my beauty products will be the most relevant category to the yeah. audience on TikTok. But when you actually go on the platform and search and look what people are talking about already, maybe it's the cleaning supplies, right? And yeah. there's a whole community about cleaning and um, being passionate about hacks, how to clean your home. And so sometimes we always say to the brands, just be open for that, like you said, and have a dialogue and be curious about um, what are you being talked about already on the platform. What you say, one thing that I found very interesting is that the brands don't even know exactly what's going to perform. So I guess testing becomes very important, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is a lot of times brands ask themselves whether they're small brands or big big brands, how do I start on TikTok or yeah. how do I how can I manage to be successful on TikTok? And that's exactly what we tell them because we say test and learn mindset is important because first of all, go on the platform, see what people are talking about yeah. um, in terms of your brand or your product already, right? And um, find a way to engage with the community. Uh, with what's already been spoke, uh, being spoken about. Yeah. And the other thing is when you talk about testing, it's important to understand, so what is it you want to achieve on TikTok, right? It could be a various um, type of strategies from brand love, brand awareness, all the way through mid-funnel to conversion. Yeah. What is it that you want to achieve as a brand? But then be open to test and learn because um, in terms of creative, it's important to know creative fuels the performance of whatever the goal is, right? And uh, maybe you think a creator um, asset or creative TikTok would work really well for an app install campaign. And then you test maybe two different varieties of uh, creatives. Maybe one is with a creator, one is just with a product and see what works best, right? And adjust your strategy. So we definitely encourage a test and learn mindset, yeah. um, especially for e-commerce brands, because at the end of the day, you have certain KPIs you want to hit. Yeah. And to get there, it takes um, a test and learn roadmap and and that's how we work with our clients. And that's actually the success to many of the brands today on TikTok. Yeah, and also um, there are platform specifics that the user expects, for example. Um, instead of a real background, it's very common to use like a background with, within the app and just like put a picture and talk about the picture uh, with this virtual background. You know what I mean? So uh, there are a lot of platform specific um, expectations that the user is like, user feels, okay, I'm in the right place. I, this is the type of content that speaks to me. Yeah. So understanding what resonates with the end users is super, super important, I would say. Yeah, and using the platform, like you said, there's so many built-in features yeah. that make it quite easy. So the one you're referring to, the green screen, is super popular yeah. because it's easily produced. And um, that's also a change in the industry of it isn't necessarily the high glossy content piece that works. It is oftentimes just a creative hook that works, right? And a lot of brands also rely on, for example, in-house creators or somebody who just shows a little bit more of what it's like day to day. And they use the features that are in the app, like you said, you know, the filters, the effects, the green screens, the backgrounds, and yeah. also the, you know, the font that you can use within the app. So it has, the app itself has so many 
options for you to create content quite easily. So you don't necessarily need a video production app uh, separately. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's to encourage also the community to be active on the platform. Yeah. Um, because they're essentially the, at the heart of the platform, and that's um, something. I would also say in terms of mindset is tested. Um, yeah. Don't assume that maybe the, the way you've been producing content before previously is gonna be the same on TikTok because it could be much easier um, and, and less uh, complex to produce the content that resonates. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, just a couple of sentences ago, you were talking about discovery, right? So especially mm -hmm. when we're talking about brands, um, they, um, the users out there and that that you used to go to Google, let's say, search for a certain topic, let's say it's a recipe, let's say it's something that they wanna uh, do, like a do-it-yourself project that they wanna do at home. Um, there are a lot of, for example, uh, I personally find it quite interesting, there are lots and lots of people that started to build their own vans, like a caravan type of RV type of thing uh, from scratch, doing it themselves and like sharing videos of the entire journey. Um, but then again, and the, the whole journey is also changing, I believe, because like people that used to go to Google and first engage with text content and then maybe move on to videos are starting with video content in the first place nowadays. So like, uh, is TikTok evolving into a search platform in that sense? Yeah, the, so the visual discovery is important because it's easier, it's more accessible, like you said, yeah. and it is, um, and TikTok has started that revolution today short mobile video is the new normal. Yeah. And it is an easier, more accessible way to learn about anything that you're interested in, whether it's a recipe, like you said, and, um, or how to build um, a table or, you know, researching hotel recommendations. Yeah. So from all of these different industries or topics, you can find something that's very condensed to the essence, right? It's easier to watch maybe, let's say, um, a 30 second recipe than having one that's several minutes long. So there's so much content out there today that visual discovery is just more easy and accessible. And we do see people searching for um, what they're interested in on TikTok, and that's definitely growing. And a great opportunity for brands to be part of that search, right? So if you search a recipe for a Friday night dinner, um, if you know, you're a food brand, that's the perfect place to appear, right? Yeah. And offer some some value to the community because it's not just about selling your product, but it's also maybe educating about a product or showing them how you cook it. If you've never cooked a, a meal, then maybe you need some help and guidance and from then, the brands too. And then uh, when we look at the other side with the brands, for example, if, if you're HelloFresh, then you can tap into it and say like, hey, here's how, how to, um, here's how this recipe is so easy and you can easily cook it. And you know what? You don't even have to go shopping for it. Just as an example, like yeah. there are many ways for brands to tap into the, this in-context uh, organic uh, platform, uh, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And there are certain types of products that also need some, or brands that need some education, right? So if yeah. you think about maybe the beauty industry um, um, matching a certain shade of foundation or lipstick, True. then of course it's so much easier to see in real life, you know, which shade could I look at um, that also helps accelerate the purchase because you want to at least get really close to your perfect uh, shade, if not, you know, find it right there. Yeah. And um, maybe also in terms of technique, how do you apply a certain product that needs some educating around it? And it's, it's in a very entertaining way, like you said, so it doesn't feel like you're um, 
having to learn about something. It's more you're being entertained and you're learning about something, a product that you're looking for or that you maybe aren't, weren't, didn't know you look, look for and you find it on TikTok. Um, but it's an interesting point because we get a lot of questions from brands. Is it a contradiction between entertaining and having a product that you want to sell? Yeah. And if you think about, we have a format called video shopping ads where it basically combines both. So you see the creative full screen where someone is maybe showing you how to apply a lipstick. Like live shopping? It's not live, it's an in-feed ad, okay. but it is basically somebody showing you how to apply the product or doing a certain makeup look. And then you see carts at the bottom rotating where the product is linked yeah. and that you can click on, right? Okay. If you wanted to purchase the product. So it isn't a contradiction to want is to Is this discover. available in Germany? This is available today. Okay. Yeah, video shopping ads are uh, widely adopted already today by many brands from many different industries, from fashion, yeah. beauty, food. Um, and it is basically bringing together the best of both worlds, the entertaining yeah. and the product link. And so when we talk about discovery and visual discovery, it's really interesting to see that this also drives action in the sense of people instantly buy products because they have been inspired and are convinced that it's for them. Yeah. So one in three people buy instantly almost within an hour um, having seen content on TikTok. And I think that's a huge opportunity, like you said, for brands um, because it is about entertaining and discovery, but this also uh, leads to action by, by the community. Yeah. yeah. And, um... But in terms of live shopping, you also see the preference of the European users that are a little bit different than, let's say, in other markets like in Asian markets. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, 2022, there's in April or so, um, TikTok wanted to test um, live shopping in European markets. Like they did a test in, in the UK where, whereby they noticed that it's not really uh, resonating with the users yet um, and then how do you see that um, evolving mm -hmm. for, for the future? Yeah we're definitely testing it because there's a huge interest in, in um, engaging live because what could you do on a live you can also ask questions you know there's a, um, a different uh, yeah. level of interaction let's say um, but we're testing it, obviously wanting to, uh, to give the best experience to the community and it's definitely something that is um, part of our strategy, but you know, we have to also see how the tests are going in selective markets to be able to then adapt it to other markets. Yeah. So, but it is actually today already possible to have um, live streams, right? And you can yeah, yeah. advertise to bring people to the live stream. And a lot of brands do it. Let's say fashion shows are super popular for live streaming or events that brands do, right? Where you can have a bit of a um, closer look, of, you know, almost like you're actually there yourself. Yeah. So that's already happening today. Um, so it's probably a matter of time until that um, becomes a thing in European markets as well. Yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen, right? How, like yeah. you said, how is the user behavior in terms of uh, interacting in that live stream and yeah. uh, you know buying products off it? There's um, so it's definitely a, a priority, but remains to be seen how we can build it for other markets. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And same with, I mean, today you can already in the video shopping ads, for example, right? You have a little bit of that. You can actually get to the product because it's linked and you can click on it and then you check out on the website of the retailer or the e-commerce brand. Yeah. And that's possible as of today, so you don't really need any other formats. And a lot of brands are doing it already today in Germany, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan, I work in marketing and I'm a huge fan of 
eating your own dog food or dog fooding, you know, and so maybe a question, a personal question to you at that point. Um, what are some brands that you um, interact with? Maybe did you find yourself in a situation like you, you organically consumed a lot uh, of, of content from a brand and at some point they had a live feed and then you were influenced uh, to buy a certain product from them, for example. I, I know it's hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard for you because you work with these brands and, and on day-to-day -day interactions. But Yeah. So I would say in terms of interacting... Um, it's very interesting to see that a lot of, let's say, supermarket brands have um, created a love brand for themselves on the platform because they've really built a strong community. Yeah. And that is something that's very valuable because it's part of your strategy to have a community that's engaged with you. And if you think about, you know, even all the way to employer branding, right? A lot of recruiting is a big topic today in retail, yeah. for example. Where do you actually recruit younger people for, for jobs, right? Yeah. And so this isn't specific just, just to supermarkets, but also for other brands across other verticals but it is, or industries. And it's, it's interesting to see how you can actually you know, show your brand or show up like brands can show up like real people, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's the secret sauce and all the way to and authenticity. Right? Yeah, being authentic and showing what it's like, because what better way to show what it's like to work at a certain brand than from somebody who's working at the brand already yeah. and maybe is, you know, doing an apprenticeship or something at the brand currently and they're trying to recruit for the next for the next year. So that's definitely something showing that the impact of TikTok isn't limited to product, right? It's also about um, how are you perceived as a brand, uh, brand love, brand awareness, but also possibly wanting to work for a brand. Yeah, yeah. I guess it also takes uh, a lot of courage from brands because many brands have very strict guidelines how they communicate to their customers out there. And when you look at some brands on TikTok, like Ryanair, for example, find it I find it I, them personally very amusing on TikTok. They 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 do very absurd stuff, like you know the, the, these eyes within the yeah. cockpit and all that stuff. Um, but then again you notice also there's a reflection of their culture because someone has complete autonomy obviously to do all these absurd things that end users seem to love you know what i mean so the management allows the social media team hey you know what you do your thing uh, you know how to do it best we we won't touch it yeah it's an interesting um evolution as well because yeah. it is First of all, brands show up like real people on TikTok, and yeah. that's what the community loves, and yeah. that's why they favor a brand. But if you think about, there's really big brands, traditional brands, let's say, just because you're a traditional brand doesn't mean that you're known on TikTok. So yeah, by true. showing up like real people and being authentic and relatable and entertaining the community, you have a chance of being perceived as an interesting brand, right? And yeah, yeah. Um, vice versa, if you're a small brand and you think nobody knows uh, my brand yet or my product, then it's also a great opportunity to be seen by an audience that maybe you don't reach on, on other platforms or usually haven't been reaching. So yeah. it is definitely, we always say to our brands, show up like real people because it is rewarded by the community, like you said, yeah. by interaction, you know, by questions and there's actually a lot to learn for brands from this dialogue that's happening in the comments and how they're reacting to the videos if they're stitching it so we have a few examples um, one is uh, like meat which is um, yeah. uh, meatless uh, 
um, vegan product. Vegan product, right? And they've they started this campaign with um, a creator called Clemens Brock, and they basically involved the community, and they also let them vote and like give their feedback on the vegan donor, the like donor, and it just was such a successful, impactful movement on the platform that they actually increased sales in the offline stores. So it just yeah. shows you that it isn't limited to just um, buying something online, but so, also in traditional retail. Yeah. So I guess you worked with them uh, on some of these uh, content pieces. And how, how did they track the ROI? Like how, how, how can you effectively um, correlate between like your your online ads that you that or like the content that you push on TikTok and you don't necessarily know that these were TikTok users when they buy from the offline store. I mean, you can obviously see the spike after a certain campaign, but mm -hmm. apart from that, how do you establish that link? Yeah. So we're constantly evolving also our measurement because that's yeah. part of maturing as a platform exactly. as well, right? So whether it's offline sales or online sales. But it is, um, we have other examples where um, post-purchase surveys, for example, right, give yeah. you a bit of, let's say, an indicator of how much does TikTok contribute to your media mix in terms of sales. And for you to gauge a bit more accurately whether this impact is actually driven by TikTok. So yeah. Snox, this is an official case studies as well, did a post-purchase survey where they assessed that actually TikTok has a bigger impact than they um, that they previously thought by doing post-purchase surveys as an instrument, yeah. right? That's part of us also evolving because there's definitely correlation, like you said, it transcends almost the platform to the point of sale. And yeah. book talk, for example, is a great phenomenon. So we've seen two years ago, you know, it started um, happening on the platform. So the community would, you know, give book recommendations or People would say, if you like this book, then you probably also like another book because, yeah. you know, so kind of a recommendation among the community. And it grew to such a strong phenomenon that today, when you walk into a physical store, a bookstore, you see book talk in the aisles, right? You see, you know, um, branding of this as seen on TikTok, you know, um, this book was recommended on TikTok. And it does have a bit um, more impact um, to outside of the platform and transcends yeah. the platform. What I really like about this evolution is that, I mean, I often give this example that you no longer go to your grandma and ask for wash, washing powder, right? So you, you ask, you, you, t you do a quick search, you take a look at some other people, you get influenced by people out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's, it's like this interconnectivity between real people giving real opinions. And at the end of the day, the brands that have just a good product will eventually be successful because, and this is like, you can't, you can't fool the people out there anymore. You know what I mean? You can't, it's not one, it's not a one-way street. You cannot fool them because sooner or later, someone will say, Hey, by the way, this is this shitty, you know, like someone will complain and that's a real feedback that you get. So, and the way we perceive feedback as users, is evolving in my opinion, right? And that has an impact on how we get influence as people, how we uh, help brands then at the end of the day drive sales and reward them for giving us a good product. Absolutely, and it's even more so, the, the dialogue that you're describing is actually fueled by the community, like you said. So there's yeah. feedback means good and bad, right? It isn't necessarily just saying, oh, the product is great or the, this, um, this brand is great. 
um, we also see that it is an infinite loop of this conversation. So it isn't, because remember we used to think yeah. about in a classic marketing funnel where you know there's a beginning and there's an end in the sense of there's awareness and then you go through the mid funnel yes. all the way to conversion. And it isn't linear anymore. So like you said, it's an ongoing loop. So we all yeah. always refer to it as an infinity loop, meaning a lot of times, as a brand, you don't start the conversation, but the community has already started the conversation about, I just discovered this great cleaning hack, or I just discovered this great product, and they are the ones posting the content on the specific topic, right? Yeah. And so there's a dialogue about, oh, I also bought it because this also influences and fuels purchased by others in the community, who then also review it themselves and feed it back into the content loop on the platform. And this is a great way for brands to then amplify it, right? Yeah. And be part of that conversation. Absolutely. But it is infinite. There's um, infinite options and it doesn't end. So there's no beginning and end to it. And in many ways, what you describe is valuable to brands in the sense of learn about your product, right? Even yeah. if something isn't working well, what is it that people are saying about it? It's very valuable feedback. And at the end of the day, the engagement that you get on TikTok as a brand is unparalleled and it's really valuable for you. Yeah. yeah. I can really relate to this from a personal experience. You know, I'm a father of two kids and at some point you have several things that you want to take a look at, right? So you want to buy things that are sustainable. In my case, for example, I want to buy things that are good for my kids, like not no chemicals or something. Mm -hmm. And at the end, uh, I also want to support good practices out there, like no social, uh, like no worker is being abused, like the three different pillars, let's say. And it gets very complex sooner or later, then you find yourself in a situation, okay, either I have to read pages and pages of stuff and inform myself, whereas I have no time for that, or I find people influ to influence me that I trust. And for me, this word trust is becoming more important than ever. Would you agree? Trust is absolutely important, but credibility comes with it in the sense of yeah. maybe you also want to hear different opinions about um, yeah. the topic that you're interested in, right? And on TikTok, when you look for the content and you search on what you described, yeah. you have, hear different voices about it, right? So the community is credible because there's variety in the community, just like there's variety in the topics. Yeah. And because you hear, you have the chance of you know learning from different people about a topic that is valuable to you personally, that creates trust for you as well, right? Yes. And being, and, and brands can have a voice in that too, but it is definitely on eye level. So I think in, when we talk about evolution of how the dialogue and how credible dialogue is perceived, it's also because community means that the brands and the creators are on eye level and it isn't, yeah. the conversation isn't just driven by you know, one or the other, like you said, it's not a one-way street, it's a two-way street for sure. Absolutely. And there's many different examples if you think about, sometimes the community sparks a trend or, you know, a conversation about a certain product or a brand, but sometimes yeah. it's also the brand starting it, right? So it's also not one or the other, it could be yeah. both. And um, if you think about um, last year, the TikTok award that we do went to Essence for, um, you know, selling out a product, it's things can resonate with the audience if you do it in a TikTok native way in terms of the content using, yeah. you know, the whatever feels native to the platform, the features, the in-app features, like the green screen, then the type, exactly. the, the, the fonts that are possible or available, right? So 
having an interesting hook means that you open up this dialogue with the community yeah. and you get a lot back and in many ways they also engage with you maybe on a person, more personal level that you don't see usually. This is very insightful. Um, we usually love to, in our podcast, we usually love to break it down to three uh, takeaways or three to do's and uh, don'ts at the end. Um, there I want to, especially for our smaller uh, merchants and sellers or e-commerce businesses that might be re relatively new on TikTok. Maybe they're not even on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, can you break it down to three um, to-dos for them? Like get started with these three takeaways and um, maybe they can, they can benefit from that. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say one is go on TikTok and search for your product or your brand and see what people are already talking about. Yeah. Because as, as, mu as mu many times as people think there nobody's talking about my brand, they're probably already talking about you. So number one would be go and search what is being discussed already. How are you being perceived, right? Just be yeah. open to it and find out what's already happening on TikTok. Um, two would be having a test and learn mindset because especially as a small business, you want to think about your strategy, of course, but then how you get there requires a test and learn mindset, meaning let's say you take different creative routes because creative also fuels the performance, right? And having a variety, testing certain different types of TikTok videos um, to see which one works best and then you adjust your media strategy to that. So that would be number two, test and learn. And number three would be just get started because they're, everybody started small. So a lot of times when you look at brands that are perceived as being successful today, they also just started at some point and doing number one, number two, basically trying to get and grow their community. So I would say, don't be hesitant, just get started and yeah, try, try things on TikTok to, to see where you can grow as a brand. Thank you so much for your time and also walking us through the path of the evolution at TikTok in the last couple of years. It's been, it's been a great conversation. Oh, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the e-commerce Germany news podcast. If you did, make sure to give us a thumbs up, leave a comment and follow us on our channels. Feel free to also recommend this podcast to your contacts and friends that may want to know more about e-commerce, digital marketing and success stories. Thank you very much for listening and watching and see you on the next episode. 